Hello and pre-welcome to the Toddcast. A uh, couple quick words before we start the episode properly. Um, quick uh, apology for the sound quality on this guy. Um, we recorded this as a family while on a road trip. Um, so it gets a little sketchy in some places and you may or may not be able to hear the girls in the back seat. But all in all, it should be okay. And if you uh, hang in there, uh, I hope you enjoy it. Um, Without any further ado, uh, here we go. Um, should I start this episode off with some awkward, like, pre-roll thing for, like, someone to do? And then just, yeah, I'll do that. Hello, and welcome to the Toddcast. Uh, today we find ourselves, um, traveling at high speeds on foreign roads, heading back to the homeland as we are on the tail end of our vacation. Um, and so I have in the car with me my lovely assistant and partner in life, Abby. Hello. And in the back seat, we have both of the ladies. Hello. Uh, one of which just will respond, the other of which is in leaving herself hey, alone. Hi. And Don't hit me. Yeah. And that's how this ride's going. Uh, so, just wanted to check in with everybody and say hey and uh, talk about the, the vacation thus far. Um, yeah, that's that's the basic plan. Not a whole lot of additional planning has uh, taken place in regards to the podcast. Um, a lot of planning has gone into the vacation. Um, and for that, I will pivot to the cruise director and vacation planner, uh, Abby. Yes, uh, I can confirm that a lot of planning went into the vacation. Okay. So, um, I'm sorry. The interactivity on this one is uh, <laughs> off to a slow burn. Uh, apparently, I'm going to carry that load for a, a minute or two. <laughs> so, um, I'll, I'll start by saying that um, we we are based in Ohio, in the Columbus area, and we traveled to Arizona by way of New Mexico. Visited Carlsbad Caverns and Saguaro National Park. I want to say Saguaro, but I learned that's not how you say it. And the Grand Canyon and the general surrounding area. Yep, and that is super loud. Um, Not the Grand Canyon, uh, one of the daughter's headphones. Anywho, um, so, yes, we saw some awesome national parkness. Um, we also visited with, uh, some friends. Um, I taught a whole pack of children how to play D&D, uh, which was awesome. And, again, for the record, I did not start the, uh, Flagstaff Forest Fire of 2019, although we were in Flagstaff while that was taking place. Yes, I think it's technically called the Museum Fire, and uh, it was on Mount Eldon. See, I don't know these facts, so it couldn't have possibly have been me. That's all I'm saying. And it burned over 1,800 acres at last count. Um, it was in better shape when we left there. We were, we were present when it started. Again, not responsible for the start of the fire. Um, we were on a hike with our friends in Walnut Canyon National Monument, which was a super cool hike. And there were cliff dwellings you could go down and check out, walk around. Um, plus, it was just a beautiful canyon. But towards the end of our hike, we could see some smoke off in the distance. At first, it just kind of looked like clouds. Um, not necessarily weather, but it wasn't immediately obvious that it was a fire, I don't think, at first. Um, but over the coming days, it became very obvious. Yes. Uh, we could see flames at points, and embers, and planes dropping slurry. And the next morning when we went out to our car, it had a fine layer of ash on the windshield and stuff. True. Uh, yeah. Um, and obviously, we were concerned for our 
our friends that they were going to have to evacuate um, the house that they had just purchased and moved into. But they did not have to, so that was good. Um, again, last I looked, they had started clearing about the evacuation orders and people were going back, and I don't think that any homes were uh, destroyed as a result of this fire, but it was, it was pretty serious. Yeah, that it was. Like I said, it wasn't me. Um, which I say just because regular, regular listeners can refer back to several previous podcasts where I speak at length about my uh, previous uh, dalliances with fire and my enjoyment of such and so forth, and I just don't want anybody to get the wrong impression. Um, you know, my fires were in my youth, and yes, destructive, but very limited in the destruction. Um, yes. Um, I'm not down for forest fires. That, that shit's not cool. Um, we take fire safety very seriously when we are camping. Yes. We drown our fires and are very mindful. Yes. Deep. Many, many trips to the water spigot to fill the tiny cook pan to drench the logs <laughs> at the end of each evening. I don't know but, if you noticed or not, but uh, those neighbors we had for a couple days at the campsite, yeah. they had a giant water jug. Like, I thought that was no, it looked like a gas can, but it was light blue, and it was giant. It was way bigger than a gas can. Oh. I'm not really sure how the guy would have carried it. Oh, really? No, I, mean, I he not. looked to be of average build. I don't... Maybe it wasn't completely full, but he had a huge um, water bucket thing. No. Like I, a water canister. I, uh... Which I thought was interesting. I'm going to say about 50-50. Um split between just being um, non-observant and willful not paying attention to other people is is probably the, the where I put it in regards to our neighbors. Like, I knew we had neighbors and was mindful of the neighbors. Well, and, and I wanted think to... because they were no trouble, you don't pay right. a lot of attention. They were quiet. We were relatively quiet. Right. Like, like, I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to know that they were there and be mindful so as to not make noise or trudge to their campsite or whatever. But it's kind of a, yeah, like you said, they weren't causing any ruckus or causing any problems, so I didn't have to pay attention to them then. And then, you know, the other part is just, I'm just not nosy or inquisitive on that front. Do you have scissors? Um, I am nosy and inquisitive on all fronts. Well, and that's why you notice such crucial details as giant water vessels, whereas I was not aware. I also noticed I was not but they used their lanterns and headlamps had red lights in them which our lanterns and headlamps just have regular white LEDs right um and I imagine that that cut down on light pollution in the campsite in general oh absolutely I don't know how those are to see with I have never seen those offered so I don't know if these people are just more serious campers than we are I did not get that impression because they cooked on a stove, but, um... No, and they left all of their stuff out on their picnic table at night? Yes. Like, they had a... I guess I did pay more attention than I'm letting on. Um, and I guess that was largely to be, you know, low-level judgy, but, uh, like, <laughs> no, there were some, there were some things I'm there... I'm high-level judgy, apparently, so... No, um, some amateur moves, because, you know, um... For those of you listening who are not avid campers, um, you don't want to leave too much out of the campsite overnight. Uh, like normal, a lot of campsites have like picnic tables um, next to the fire pits, bears. next to where you you you. Yes, most campsites come with bears. Lily informs us. Um, um, but when you're done for the evening, you pretty much want to try and pack up all of your food in a bear box, I guess, if you're in that kind of country, or like in your cooler, in your car, and put the rest of your stuff in your tent so that you're not attracting wildlife, um, and or if it rains, all your stuff isn't ruined. Um, well, and not just bears. Lily keeps saying bears yeah. in the background. I don't know if you can hear it, but like, you don't want squirrels. I would much rather have raccoons. a bear in my tent than a squirrel oh. or a raccoon. <laughs> a 
okay, I maybe wouldn't, but like, I really hate squirrels. They are vermin, and I don't want them anywhere near me. And might I remind the young person in the back that she was scared to death by a squirrel at the Grand Canyon. Yeah, because it was coming up to me and wanting to touch me. And wanting my food. Yes. But all that to say, yeah, um, I'm guessing slightly more on the amateur side of camping for those folks. And they have a little kid. But I was I was intrigued by the red the lights. red, which is where I was going to go go back to. Um, the flashlights they gave us um, back in the navy. Back in the navy. Exactly. In the navy. Um, for when we were on field exercises and stuff, the the like lens cap came off, and you had like little translucent plastic inserts. Okay. So you could have it be just white light, or I think there was a green one. I think there was a um, a red one, and then there was a, a white one that wasn't quite completely transparent. It was more translucent, I guess. That was useful for signaling. Okay. If you wanted to like Morse code at somebody across the way or whatever. Um, so I imagine if we wanted to get some. We, we could make that happen. Like, I don't, well, I, I don't, don't think that's the default standard for most folk, but... I also, I don't have a problem with what we currently Army have. I just thought it was interesting that in all our years of doing this, we've not come across those, and I don't know if that's on us, or if it really just isn't that common. Um, yeah, I don't know. know. Where we come from, you're never going to get far enough out in the country to see the Milky Way, for example. But right. there in Arizona, you can do that with a relatively short drive. Um, and they have, like in Flagstaff, for example, they're an international dark sky city. And their uh, parking lights and street lights are all this dim orange color so that it doesn't interfere with the night sky. And so I don't know if, maybe if you're out west, it's more common to have gear that is more targeted towards that. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I mean, we've spent a lot of time out west and never seen this before. But that doesn't mean it's not a thing, <coughs> I guess. Pardon me. Bless you. No, that's... You make a good point for having camped for eight... This uh, was our ninth ninth year all together. For us to have not seen that in play previously seems weird. Yeah. I mean, I'll say I don't care for the red lights, having used them. Mm -hmm. I think that largely has to do with the fact that I have slight... I was going to say color vision issues, uh, <laughs> um, particularly because when we were using them, it was when we were like in the tents plotting, you know, mortar trajectories and such, and it's hard to read on red light yeah, and that sort of a thing. Um, it's kind of like the same thing where the old school 3D movies and 3D things where you had like the little plastic things that had like the red and the yes. blue, those never worked for me. Because the way the oh. red is supposed to cancel out the red never quite clicked gotcha. for me. Um, but that said, it's not like, oh, if I when I put the red lens thing on the thing, I was blind out and about. Um, and you do make a good point that, that that definitely... I mean, the whole point of having them, you know, when we were on field exercise and stuff is it does cut down on how but far... your enemy can't see. Exactly, how far people can see you red light doesn't travel as far something like that. I don't remember all the science. Really. So. That's fair. So, as we cruise down this uh, Oklahoma Turnpike, I believe I saw a thing that said we've got uh, some tolls. Yeah, three miles we have our first toll. So. Hopefully a human to dispense change. Well, yeah. 
heard this, you know, I think at this stage, 80-some episodes, and they're not used to random rambling. Um, thanks for hanging in there. I don't know what your deal is, but they, I'm pretty <laughs> sure they're used to it by now. Um, no, I was saying that maybe when we got up there so they didn't have to actually listen to the entire, you know, exchange, perhaps we could pause. Yes. Um, and, and maybe throw some, throw in a commercial if we decide to go that route. Um, and if nothing else, it'll make the file smaller for transcripts purposes. I like it. So, cool. Um, and I will just awkwardly mutter for the next mile or so. We'll go ahead and pause now so I can put down my cross stitch and find <laughs> my money. Hello, Toddcast listener. What if I told you that you could get paid to listen to this and all the other podcasts you enjoy? Well, that is what I'm telling you, and the way to make that happen is to get the PodCoin app. Just go to the App Store for iPhone or Android, download the free app, and listen to all your podcasts there. It's the podcast player that pays. As you listen, you'll accumulate PodCoins, which you can use for gift cards from places like Amazon or Starbucks, or you can put that credit towards a bunch of worthy charities that fight disease, help the less fortunate, or preserve the planet. And if you use the code TODDCAST when you sign up, you'll get 300 free pod coins to start. So make some money for doing something you're already doing anyway. Something that you're doing right now, listening to podcasts. Get the PodCoin app for free and sign up with the code TODDCAST, that's T-O-D-C-A-S-T, for 300 free pod coins to start. It's that easy. And we're back. Um, having paid the tolls and figured out how to save voice memos for future use, etc. We're back on the road, uh, which is a good thing. So, um, the next thing I wanted to kind of chat about was uh, a bit of a follow-up to to a previous podcast. Um, It would seem that my ranting as regards to uh, advertisements and advertising and commercials and so forth... um, Apparently had some impact, ruffled some feathers. Um, <laughs> folks, folks had some thoughts. Um, as let's see, um, Eric sent me a message um, regarding it, um, in that I think his wife has some words for me. Um, Crystal and my mom have both uh, separately left me messages in regards to that. Um, and then while we were on vacation. Um, is when I got some of this feedback and we're driving and Abby's like, oh, I haven't listened to that one yet. And so, you know, we listened to it in the car, um, which apparently generated some additional thoughts and feelings from uh, the uh, the immediate proximity listeners. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I had lots of feelings and I did go off about them previously um, in a more personal format than this. But I'm going to try and remember them as best I can to share with the group at large. Uh, Many of whom I'm sure will agree with my assessments. Uh, We'll start with this. Todd is not the target for any advertisement that is not boner pills. He is the wrong age to be understanding, like to to be the target audience for any of the advertising he was complaining about. Can I interject real quick and ask you to please clarify? He does not need boner pills. Thank you. He is the age of man who might buy boner pills. I appreciate it. I could have worded that better the first time, and I apologize. All Todd needs in life is Viagra. Is how that sounded to me. (laughs) You're right, and I'm sorry. (laughs) Putting you on blast. Now we've talked about Viagra in front of your family who listens to this podcast. And you're all very welcome. You knew what you were signing up for. Did you? Did you really? Look, anybody who's going to listen to me, you know, talk about, uh, you know, half the crap I've talked about. Like, if, if they haven't been scared off by now, um, them hearing that I am not in need of the little blue pill. If that's what throws them over the edge, if that is the straw that breaks the, their camel's back, I not understand their operating system. That's all I'm saying. Fair enough. But yes, no one no one cares if Todd pays attention to their commercials. Is basically the point of this. He's all I don't understand. I don't understand this. I don't get that. Because uh, it's not for you. 
It's for other people. Um, I also expressed that, sorry, I got distracted by my cross stitch, which I'm going to set aside while I continue to rant. Because apparently I cannot cross stitch and prattle on at the same time. Um, second thing is, you know, he doesn't understand, let's, what was, what was the example? Coke and Pepsi. Uh, obviously people tend to be a Coke drinker or a Pepsi drinker and they're not likely to be swayed by an advertisement. However, there are new consumers every day. People who start drinking soda who didn't previously drink soda. People who were children in their parents' home and drank whatever their parents provided now being old enough to purchase their own soda. Um, also, as pertains to soda, soda is going out of popularity. I mean, it's still really popular, but a lot of people are cutting back or cutting out soda um, for health reasons, which is why sparkling water is so popular. Shout out to Lauren. And um, Pepsi and Coke want to maintain the customer base that they already have. And so they're reminding you that what you really want is a refreshing Coke with your piece of pizza. You don't want any of that sparkling water, even though it's super refreshing with pizza. Um, yeah, so that was, that was something. I can't, Well, I, and, that, and that's legit, and I will remind you of your other, you know, hardships you have with my thing you're saying, but just as a, as a quick, uh, response, it's not really a counterpoint or a rebuttal, it's just a response. The first thing is, is, yes, I realize that a lot of this advertising is not really targeted at me. And I just want to clarify, and having listened back to my podcast after the fact, it does come across like I'm a crotchety old man. And when I say, I don't understand this, it was less, I don't understand the concepts here and would like to actually understand it. It was more of a, well, I don't understand why, blah, blah, blah. And it sounded like I was more against it than I necessarily was. Yes. Like, I, I get that, the, that a lot of these advertisements are not for me. It was a legit question as to why do you advertise for Coke? Because everyone knows Coke exists. And what you just said was an aspect that I had not taken into consideration and makes perfect sense. And therefore, thank you for answering my legit, I don't understand this question. Now I have better insight into it. You are welcome. Um, I believe, I, what was the whole me ranting about perfume ads, was that all back to the whole Todd, that so, crap's not for you? Yeah. We're gonna let Lily take this one. Lily? Until, yeah. and, <laughs> until we call her out and she gets awkwardly quiet. <laughs> no. So, you're never going to wear perfume. All perfume basically smells the same. You're just paying for the brand. So, if you see a Versace perfume ad and you're like, oh, that bottle is really pretty. Oh, that commercial, her swimming in a dress. Oh, that's so pretty. Like, you're going to buy it. You don't buy something because of the smell. buy something that smells horrible, but you're going to go into the store in search of a particular perfume and smell it. Like, I don't know anybody who's buying perfume based off of being randomly spritzed as they walk through the department store. It's 2019. Do people even go to department stores? Like, I don't know. Ask Sears. Bella has something to say. Right. I was trying to Could you repeat yes. that, Ella? No one uh, could hear you. It's not important. All right. It's, okay. It's an episode of Friends where Julie is working in the department store. Okay, Joey's working in the department store in this episode of Friends. And he, and he sprays perfume. Cologne. What does he say? Cologne. Dijon. Men. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. It's been too long since I've watched that episode. I remember. Perhaps listener Crystal can weigh in on what happened in the Friends episode where Joey was squirting perfume in a um, department store, as she is the program's president Friends expert. Yes, indeed. She doesn't yet know that, that she's been elected, but there you have it. <laughs> Congratulations. There you go. Congratulations. Um, so, I, I mean, to that point, I guess... 
that kind of does fall into the dual category of, I don't understand why you would advertise perfume in the previously ranted upon sense of, I don't understand how this is supposed to work. And the crotchety old man, I don't understand by means of this makes no sense and I disagree with this and I will never quite get where you're coming from because that makes no sense to me. But I get how that appeals to some people. Yes. If you're a giant Jennifer Lawrence fan and want to make sure she, through trickle-down methods, gets money because you bought the perfume that she was the Ad actor for. I don't know how that works, but fair enough. Yes. Um, and then I think the last piece of the ad rant was around all the medical stuff. What, oh what yes, the, the pharmaceuticals. My yes. Cousin. So, uh, as Todd said. It is kind of ridiculous that the very first thing they tell you is to not take the medicine if you're allergic to it. I can get behind that. Because, yeah, if you're allergic to something, why the hell are you taking it? But they probably have to put that in because someone knew they were allergic but took it anyways. Like, it'll be fine. Yes, but I think that's stupid. So, I agree on that point. But, I believe that it is advertised for a few reasons. First of which is... Your doctor has enough to do without constantly keeping up on medications. And pharmaceutical companies are spending all their efforts in making sure that doctors know that their product exists. And you are part of that marketing shoot. You see an ad that shows a lifestyle you would like to have. And that person has the same condition as you. And this medicine made that lifestyle possible. You are going to go talk to your doctor about it. And maybe your doctor won't prescribe it to you. But your doctor will have heard it from you on top of hearing it from other patients, hearing it from the pharmaceutical reps, hearing it from mailers and things left around the office. Every pen in a doctor's office has the name of medicine. Like it's, it's just repetition and you are part of that chain of repetition. It's not that, you know, Dr. Google is smarter than your doctor and you should be suggesting medicines, but it's you become part of the advertisement for that product when you go and ask your doctor about it. This is like me buying a Nike hat and becoming an advertisement for Nike. I, I mean, In a sense, I'm, I guess. I'm part of the problem. <laughs> they want you to become part of the problem. They want you to become <laughs> part of the problem. Yes. Okay. That's fine if you are all about Nike. I feel like I had something else to say on this topic and now I can't remember what it was. I feel like you did too and I also can't remember. I remember you, you, you saying that the whole, you know, you are, it's, it's not advertisement for you. It's to integrate you into the advertisement ultimately for the doctor's bit. Right. Um, that, I think that's the most important was there, of the two things I yeah. said. I can't remember what the other one was and if it comes to me, I will chime in. Should have just recorded the original rant. You know, Todd offered, had, had I we, declined. Had we thought about it, I guess, yeah. So, yeah, it's fine. Maybe it'll come up later. We can use that as a throwback. Fair enough. Callback. What do they, they call? Callback. Callback. Also, in the interest of full disclosure, I designed some advertising for pharmaceuticals. Not what? to flex that. I just feel like I should be saying, like, if the listeners, if the listeners should know that I am part of the problem. Well, yeah. and that there is a certain level of bias to that. Well, I don't know that it's bias so much as just understanding why well, it, they do some of the things they do or right. what have you. Right. I don't make any money from you taking a pill you're allergic to, so don't hold that against <laughs> me. Well, and, you know, like I said, the, the, the previous podcast came off as super ranty and probably came across as generally anti-advertisement, which is not actually my stance. Which there. is good, because that is a good portion of yeah, how your wife the, makes her money. Well, the and, commercials Shaquille O'Neal are in are really famous. Um, and especially considering the other portion of that podcast was, hey guys, do you think I should get advertising on the Toddcast? 
or not. Um, it would be really weird for me to, you know, hey, I'm going to put in ads, but I freaking hate advertising. That that seems like a weird mixed message. Um, so, again, just to clarify, I am not actually anti-advertisements. Um, there were some aspects of that industry that I don't quite understand or didn't understand as well as I do now. That was an awkwardly worded sentence. Um, hopefully you know what I mean. Um, but, yeah. If you are interested in a middle-aged couple, including a bearded man and a sassy lady, talking about advertisements, not there us. is a podcast we can recommend for you that does not feature us whatsoever. It is called After These Messages, and it is a podcast where they talk about ads, period. It's true. It's delightful, and uh, it comes out once a week. I believe that is Thursdays, and it's about an hour long. And it's very entertaining as well as informative. It's probably as ranty as us, yeah. but um, still enjoyable. Yeah. So if you have enjoyed this episode, A, what's wrong with you? And B, <laughs> go listen to After These Messages, because it's probably your thing. It's true. Um, trying to think what else other follow-ups or it's a vacation um i guess oh yeah we were talking about vacation we were we were um keeping to a singular linear flow is not really the toddcast thing so we're we're very on brand here okay thank you um i guess i want to flip back and get into more detail um on what i'm not specifically saying is the high point of the vacation because there were so many wonderful things that happened on vacation um but you did teach a pack of children to play D&D which is pretty awesome and you know something that that ranks you know top 10 of the vacation possibly top 5 I don't know um I really like D&D and and sharing it with new people is good stuff um and I guess for, for 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 background on that and possibly what informs it being so impactful to me I guess let me let me throw out that um, I mean we've 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 had this vacation in the works for a while now like how long have we known that we were going to come swing out and see months Lindsay I, and I, I mean the they they didn't make the decision to move until probably May they weren't sure where they were going to move to but we knew we would visit them as part of it, they, um, I should say, Lindsay is my best friend from my youth, and they've lived in Pennsylvania for a number of years, um, and decided they were going to move in a westerly direction, um, and basically, uh, we were just waiting to see where they landed, uh, to make any firm plans, but the plan was once they moved and got situated, we would attach our summer vacation to that location. But it was like at least a month or so. Oh yeah, no, we, we knew We knew that as part of our, you know, westward expansion this year, we were going to spend some time uh, with them. Um, and I'm going to have to have you roll through the kids' ages. It's the oldest, the youngest, or what? Eight. Eight? Yes, there are eight-year-old twins, and then 10, 12, 13, I believe. Uh, that, that, I have a hard time keeping them straight. That sounds bad. And I'm sorry, kids, if you are listening, which you shouldn't be listening to this. Yeah, this is there's all sort of potty mouth and, and nonsense. Um, I know you hear it from your mother, but you don't need to hear it from us, too. Yeah. Um, but if you are sneaking off and listening to this and, and whatnot, hi. Um, but don't do that. But Hi. Um, but anyway, kids that age, uh, you know, we were going to go out, we are going to see them, we were going to stay with their, their family for a couple of days, um, you know, and I was going to say Abby and I, but let's face it, Abby is, is generally the better, thoughtful gift giver, fun treats for young people person out of our group. Uh, I try. When it comes to sending stuff to, you know, nieces and nephews and whatnot, um... 
and I wanted to try and just think of something nice to do for the young folks. Um, and it probably didn't hurt that Stranger Things new season just came out. Um, but I was asked, I know, I'd asked Abby, I'm like, do you think they would be into D&D? Do you think that's, that, that'd be a thing they'd be into? Um, you know, 13, you know, 12, 13 is a good age to get, get that, get that started, to catch that bug. Um, you know, she seemed to think that might be okay. I'm like, do me a favor, check with, you know, the parents to make sure that's not gonna, you know, be problematic. Um, or if the kids are just gonna, you know, hate that immediately or whatever. Um, and all that came back well. Um, and so I got the fifth edition starter set, um, which I highly recommend to anyone who's wanting to learn how to play D&D. Um, between that and some, some finely crafted um, Dungeons and Dragons for start for new for new players blog posts that I believe are available on the internet. That is correct. Um, Where would those be available on the internet? Um, well, the the blog is called Havelina's no. Game Closet. I know that. Um, but the the URL is actually um, shoot my. MyGameCloset.wordpress.com my Yes. I have it bookmarked. Uh, <laughs> and so should you. <laughs> um, but yeah, you go there and there's a D&D page and it's got all kinds of good information for people who are who've never played and want to play. Um, but you also need, need, you know, need the actual game materials. Um, the starter set's an excellent way to, uh, way to start. Um, and so I packed that in a box, and I had a whole bunch of extra dice. Um, so I divvied those up and made, I think it was like seven complete sets. Yep. Um, and put those in the box with it. Um, and what else did I get? Oh, like the weekend before he we left, I went to the comic book store to pick up my, you know, latest things they had held for me. And picked up a, just a random mishmash of comics. And like I said five kids, I figure a couple of them were like, were likely to be at least interested in it. I figure there was probably going to be at least one that wanted nothing to do with it, and two that would be on the fence. Just, just statistics. Not based on these children or any real info, but just numerically. Didn't figure they'd all be into it. Wanted to throw a little something in for everybody. Figure even if you don't enjoy the game, all the cool shaped dice would be fun for the youngins. And if not, hey, here's some comic books. Um, Did you mention that there was a coloring book? Oh no, I forgot. I, I had a, a Dungeons and Dragons coloring book. Um, and I want to say I got it half price books. Like, I think so. Like a year or two ago. And it's one of those like adult coloring books. Not that it's pornographic, but it, that it's designed for, you know, older people. Um, Anything's pornographic if you color it properly. Well, that's what we need as a new bumper sticker. Um... So, but yeah, I, I'd gotten it because it looked cool and then had never touched it. And so I threw that in there as well. Figured, hey, kids, young folks like to color. Here's some cool dragons, skeletons, and whatnot. You can, you know, do that with. Um, so, put all that in a box. You know, we put it in the car with all the other stuff and trekked off to Flagstaff. Um and like I said, wasn't sure how they were going to take it once it got cracked open. If they were going to be like, oh, okay. And just all wander off to go, you know, do cool little kid things. Or if they were going to enjoy it or what. Um, how would you describe the reception, Abby? I would say that these children became immediately obsessed with Dungeons & Dragons and with Todd. And I'm lucky I got to take him with me when I left. I should also note that this same weekend we arrived at their house, they got a new puppy. And that didn't matter. They wanted to play Dungeons and Dragons all the time. Yes. D&D greater than brand new puppy. I want everyone to just understand and recognize that. Um, Because that that shit is apparently for real. Um, (laughs) But yeah, they they cracked into it and they they, they were were pretty excited um, about it. Um, they've at least that heard is an of it. understatement. 
Well, I mean, ori- when they originally opened the box. I guess that's true. They, they, got, were, they, they, they were excited by the prospect without they, knowing. They immediately started fighting over who got which color of dice. Um, which, which is unfortunate, but I knew it was going to happen, and that's part of being a kid. You know, partly part of being an uncle giving a random assortment of dice to a random assortment of children. You know they're going to fight, and I, you just sit back and watch the fun um, and not be a part of it. Because um, apparently I'm a jerk. Uh, You're not a jerk. It all ended well. There was, a, I believe, a, a, a very uh, spirited session of uh, rock, paper, scissors. Yes. To... to to, uh, you know, figure things out. I'm just keeping forward on this, probably, right? Um, I've lost our map because of the voice memo. Hold, please. Stay on 44 East. Okay. And then you are on 44 East after that for, like, 375 more miles. So, okay. We will stop podcasting before we meet additional directions is basically what that seems like to be. You better hope so. Listeners. Is this is this still recording? I can't tell and keep my eyes on the road. It is in fact still recording. Sweet. So they get to hear all of this. So now they too can navigate from wherever in the heck we just were um, on I-44 East. Yes. Good deal. Um, but no, like the initial things like, oh, what is this? And they looked at it and I think have one or two of the young people seen Stranger Things? Only point? the eldest child okay. has watched Stranger Things and has not completed even the first season. Yeah. But he saw, he, he oh, Dungeons and Dragons, he, like, he made that association. Yes. Um, you know, um, and they were all, you know, good with it and whatever. Um, and then I'm trying to remember what else, like, cause that was like the first day we got there. Yes. Um, and then I think, I think we gave that to him after we ate. Yeah, after dinner. And everybody kind of futzed around, and then uh, they're like, hey, did we play that day, or was it the next day? No, it was the next day. Yeah, it was the next day. Um, they cleared off a little table and made space, whatever. Um, and we uh, we began playing the, you know, the introductory adventure there. Um, and they very much enjoyed it. Um, we ended up taking a break. Um I think because we started to get word that, you know, the area was on fire, I think, is, is largely, do not... I didn't mean for my question. Um, because you and the girls went a place. Yes, we went, we were going to go to the grocery store, but we chased the fire for a little bit first. Yes. And then went to the grocery store, if I'm being honest. Yeah, that's legit. But no, great fun was had by all, um, and uh, we, you know we broke up the party for that evening and you know, had had food and hung out and you know prepped for possible evacuation, etc. Um, and then the next day, you know, we hiked the Grand Canyon and came back, and then they played more. Yes, yes. Um, and while I imagine. The folks in this vehicle with me right this minute would probably think that the cutest thing is, you know, the little puppy. How old was that puppy? Like, like 15 minutes. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, it was an itty bitty puppy. Right. Um, she was weaved, but she was itty bitty. Yeah. But while I imagine you guys all think that the cutest thing was the puppy, to me, the cutest thing was the seven year old bouncing up and down saying, Dungeons and Dragons! Dungeons and Dragons! See, I think the cutest thing was that same child holding the tiny puppy. I mean, <laughs> you don't get better than an adorable tiny child holding an adorable tiny puppy. Maybe he Unless has a... Jason Schwartzman is also present. <sighs> yeah, so... What about your husband? He can be there too. Right. That's, that's how that's going to go. I've derailed the podcast. Which is a... That's saying something. Uh, <laughs> um, you thought it was adorable that the child was saying... Yeah, it was, it was, it was fantastic. It was good stuff. Um, and uh, I think... I think I left him in a good place. Um, one of one of the, the youngsters um, had already 
in the break between sessions, hit the internet looking for, you know, better, more customizable character sheets, um, and has since relayed back to us that they are planning to put together, um, how did he say it? The, the largest Dungeons and Dragons binder ever. Yes. Um, very, uh, very excited young people. I'm very happy to have, uh, been a part of that. So. I have a feeling you're going to end up having a FaceTime with these children. And you know what? That's fine. I, I, I can make that happen. Um, I am on board with additional gaming. Yes. So. Um, I think that's all I really had on that particular topic. Yeah. I, I have nothing to add about Dungeons and Dragons.
historically um, in accordance with the prophecy uh, to the IHOP in, outside of Indianapolis. Yep. Um, and we'll grab food, and then I pretty much drive the rest of the situation. Um, pretty much. Yep. It has far less to do with being man, and far more yes, to do no, with... I clearly joking. <laughs> um, just, I don't mind driving. If you're interested in seeing what I cross-stitched on this vacation, you can check it out on Instagram at Making Good Choices. Uh, you can see the cross-stitch I did of Los Angeles. Thank you for that. Yes. Are you in injured? No, it's just, it's just Okay. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to address the, uh, a first aid-ish need and we will... Yeah. Stop the recording here. That sounds like a good plan. All right, so I'm happy to say that the uh, first aid situation was much more minor than uh, we originally thought. Uh, apparently, she'd split her fingernail or something, which didn't cause any actual damage other than to her nail, as I understand it. Uh, easily fixed with a quick uh, emery board. So we're good to go on that front. Don't want to leave you in suspense there. Um, but I will go ahead and wrap up the episode, uh, by thanking you all for listening. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, if you, uh, have some feedback or comments or other things, uh, as always, I can be reached on Twitter at cast Todd, C-A-S-T-T-O-D, uh, or you can email me at toddcastpodcast at gmail.com. Um, or if you want to leave me a voice message in the Anchor app, you can do that. Uh, or you can email me uh, some audio that you have recorded off of your voice recorder on your phone uh, to the address I mentioned previously. Uh, thanks for uh, joining us on our road trip. And uh, until next time, I hope you all have a good one. And that's it.